Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 7, like Seagram 7. Remember those? But of all the episodes together, that's 282 episodes. I'm Craig. I am Cinch. And I'm Sean. And I am Britt. And gentlemen, it is time for the final roundtable of the year. We have revealed all of our rankings. We debated some of our rankings. And now it's time to just come together and give all four of our contributors an opportunity to talk about what they want to talk about leading into draft season. But first, we must begin where we always begin. And let's go in the order we introduce ourselves. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, I have a can of impending descent given to me by the source. It's the a little source late. himself. A little late, but it's okay because it's a stout, so it's fine. So, um, so, have you tried yeah. it yet? I'm about to. I pour okay. it in a glass. So, well, you're gonna try the glass. I got it. So, I'll tell you the conversation I had with the source about this on Saturday. <laughs> okay. The source says to me, "This beer's for Craig," and I said, "Okay." He goes, "Do you think it's still good?" And I went, "What do you mean? <laughs> is it still good?" He goes, "Well, it's been in the back of my my closet for like six months." And I looked at it. I said, "It's a stout," and he went, "Yeah." I said, "Stout's age, source." It's fine unless it's like 17 years old. And I proceeded to tell him about the <laughs> mystical bottle of Igor's dream that Craig and I have been sitting on since, what, 2018? Uh, 17, eight, yeah, around and, there. And the bottle's from 2014. Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, so. we got it in like 2017, and we opened one. We got two bottles because they're craft-sized yep. bottles. We opened one during a podcast. It was like episode like 25 or something like that. I don't remember anything about it. I apparently woke up with like panicked phone calls from my wife. I was outside on the lawn. It was like three days later. I'm pretty sure George uh... Carlin's ghost visited me at some point. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we have another bottle of it and we're scared to death to open it. Yeah, it's still it's still sitting sitting in my. Uh, it in is my now almost here. 10 years old, which means it is now a fine syrup. Like Greek coffee. <laughs> probably. And it's probably, probably about 40% alcohol. At least. But what, At date, least. But what date next year in 2014 or 2024 are we going to open it? You know what? Why don't we Why don't we open it for one of the round tables? Because if we can, if we can give... It's, it's a crap bottle, so there's 32 ounces now. So that's eight ounces each. Eight ounces is enough for you to see Jesus. So, <laughs> and have a full conversation with him at dinner. <laughs> yeah, you can ask him all sorts of shit. Like, hey, listen, Jesus, settle Twitter political arguments. Are you for or against abortion and shit? <laughs> You'll have plenty of opportunity to have those conversations. So, yeah. so, so, so the beer will be fine. It's actually aged. So, all right, tell, tell me what you think of the beer. It is very smooth. Uh, it says brewed with vanilla beans, and you definitely, at least at this point, you definitely get the vanilla aftertaste. Mm -hmm. It is, it's very good. It's, it's a dessert to me. It's like a kind of dessert beer. Okay. Um, it's not, but it's not overly sweet. It's more like chocolatey. Mm. Um, it's also nine point one percent. So, so yeah. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Since what are you drinking tonight? This evening I have my favorite beer, Southern Tier Pumpkin Nitro. Nice. It's getting closer. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, you got about another week. Opening it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. What? What? Yeah. what there it goes. He just opened it. It's a week from Friday. Oh my God, that's that's our draft. See, 
hope Friday, they have it on tap. <laughs> Friday, September 1st. Oh, they got to have a pumpkin beer on tap where we're doing the draft, right? Uh, they, You know what? They didn't the last time we were there. You're right. They do the year time. before that, they had um, Rosemary's Baby on tap. They did. And, uh, yeah, that was a time. <laughs> that was a time. Call so, them and ask them. I wouldn't be surprised. I, yeah, I, I could touch base with the uh, with the source on that if we want. Um, all right, Sean, what are you drinking? I, I'm drinking something somebody left here after uh, a big party I had at my place. Uh huh. Northway <laughs> Brewing Company, Avenue of the Pines. You son of a bitch! <laughs> oh yeah. I told you to save those for football season. Um, have you met there, Have so. you met Sean's house? Nothing, nothing less. <laughs> His house is like the happiness hotel from the great like the, the the scotch I I brought there last year. It it was gone. Oh yeah, so, I drank that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean and I drank that like the week after you left. I know. Right. Listen, don't drink any more of my fucking beer. <laughs> That's for football season for us to share. There was, only one, left. There was only one left. Yeah, and you're drinking it now. <laughs> Yes. You're disowned. You're fired. <laughs> fired. Get off my podcast. Oh, uh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Well, you know what? Just because I'm I'm also a jerk. I'm also drinking Avenue of the Pines. <laughs> I had two left in the fridge. This is one of them. I will save the last one for football. And I will stare icy daggers across the room at Sean as I drink it. As one should. Have you not, have you forgotten that I'm bringing a very rare pumpkin beer to the opening day of football? Do you Ooh. not want to try the Imperial pumpkin beer? Apparently you don't because you're pissing oh, me and, off. And I'm also I'm also bringing the uh, the the ingredients to make the Simpsons drink that Sean will have to make for us. What a flaming mo? No, no, no. You remember the episode, oh. the old episode where they have like a dinner party and uh flanders like it makes homer like a mixed drink and gets homer completely trashed oh the one where he's staring down maud's dress yes yep yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's one of the times that she almost uh what's her name marge almost divorces himself yeah <laughs> so so full disclosure i did say i would be drinking the beer that cinch gave me which was unicorn farts after dark breakfast uh, i think it was, was called it breakfast? breakfast i think it was out. breakfast out um, I opened it without reading it, and then when I read Breakfast Stout and took a sip of it, I realized it contains lactose, so I can't drink that because I can have lactose, and I can have alcohol, but I can't have lactose and alcohol at the same time. It does very, very bad things to my system. So uh, I am drinking um, Avenue of the Pines, although my wife is happily sipping on a small cup of it outside, um, and she her, her take on it was, just, it was very chocolatey and very sweet, was her take on it. So, really? Yeah. That was that was her that was her two bits. So, all right. Before we throw it open to the floor, I've got our weekly trivia question for you guys. Okay. As always, you guys get to rotate taking taking guesses, and you know, three strikes and you're out. Let's see who can get the most off this list. I have in front of me of all positions that are not quarterback, all fantasy positions that are not quarterback, the ten players. Who had a minimum of five... Oh, wait, that's not right. Hold on. Oh, boy. Stand by. That was a balk. Technical <laughs> difficulties. Just so wait, like the NFL changing the question. Yep, that's what they do, man. That's what they changing do. Changing the rules as we go. Yep. So, wait a minute. Why is... Why when I say minimum of 10 games? Why is it showing me guys who only played three games? 
Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. I have in front of me the list of players, non-quarterback. Okay. Who played a minimum of 10 games last year. The top 10 in fantasy points per game. Keeping in mind, they had to play a minimum of 10 games. How many of these 10 players can you name? We'll start with Craig. Name one of the top 10. Not a quarterback, right? Any position but quarterback. Um, Standard all right. fantasy scoring. Like the, like PPR? the CBS version. PPR. <clears throat> uh, you know, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's number two, so that's a point for Craig. Cinch. Someone else Travis, in the top 10. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's number 10. Ooh. Number 10. So Cinch has got a point. Sean. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is number three at 21 points per game. So a point for Sean. Everyone has a point. Ooh. Wow. Craig, first, back to First you. round is easy. First round is easy. That's true. That's true. Um, 10 games. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is number four. That's a point for Craig. Back to Cinch. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's number one at 22.1 points per game. Yeah, he is. Blows my mind. Cinch with two points. Sean, you got to keep up with the pack. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is number five. Wow, you guys are plowing through this. I love it. There is only four correct answers left. Numbers six through nine are still on the board. And it comes back to Craig. Um, yeah. Let's go with, I think it's a running back. Uh, let's go with Barkley because I don't remember him being hurt that much. Saquon Barkley was number 11. That is strike one on Craig. Sad, sad. So everybody's still at two. Cinch with a chance to take the lead. First round is easy. Second (laughs) round, not so much. Well, now you're in round three. Uh, well, see, there you go. I'll take a shot in the dark. I'll say DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf uh, is not in the top 20, so that is oh. a strike on Cinch. Sean, here's your chance to take a lead over both of them. Give me one of the four names in front of me. And if you strike here, I have a mild hint. I have a name. I'm going to say CD Lamb. CD Lamb's number 13, so that's a strike. Okay. You and your, right. you your CD Lamb. Because <laughs> all three of you got a strike, here is one very small hint. Of the four players still on this list, two of them play for the same team. Dun, dun, dun. So it's a team with two fantasy-relevant top 10 points per game people. Back to Craig. And neither of those two people have been mentioned yet. Correct. Of the four remaining people, there are two okay. on the same team. Hmm. All right. All right. Let's go with. Hmm. Mm. I feel like this should be easier, but it's not. <laughs> it's easy for me. Pass. I'm ready. Uh, let's go with AJ Brown. AJ Brown's number twelve. Damn it! Oh. Strike two on Craig. Since what do you got? I've got two different names for two different guys on two different teams. Okay. So I'll just flip a coin, and I'm going to go with one of my favorite players in the league, Amon Ross St. Brown. 
No. Amon Ross St. Brown came in at number 15. That's strike two on Cinch. Sean. Chance at redemption. Did we say Stefan Diggs? Uh, no one has said Stefan Diggs yet. Okay, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is correct. That's number six. I just and couldn't bring Sean, myself to say his name. Sean now has three, <laughs> where everybody else has two, and Sean only has one strike. Craig, you have to get one of the three remaining names before you strike out. Okay. Let's go with... Somebody already said CeeDee Lamb, right? CeeDee Lamb is off the yep. board. Ten games. Um, Nick Chubb. No, that was mine. You Number 16 is Nick oh, Chubb. You're, you're welcome, Craig, Cinch. Craig strikes out. <laughs> Cinch, you got to get one to stay in the game. All right. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. That was the guess I was going to have, and that's why You're I'm welcome. feeling good because <laughs> Craig got that negative guess out of the way. So now I'm all set. I'm clear. I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. I'm going to say Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was not in the top 20. So Cinch strikes out. Sean, do you want to take any more guesses? You're the you're the winner on this one, but do you want to take another shot? Sure, I'll, I'll guess another person. What do you got? I'm going to say Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is number eight. That's correct. That's four points for Sean. Oh. I'm going to say Devontae Adams. <laughs> correct. Those are the two yeah. guys on the same team. <laughs> Devontae Adams is number seven. There's only one guy left. I'll give you one shot at it before we move on. Uh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm going to say... TJ Hawkinson. No. Um, shoot. Derrick uh, Henry. Oh, boy. T. Higgins. Who is it? T. Higgins. T. Higgins, no. T. Higgins is outside the top 20 as well. The answer was Derrick Henry. Ah, I thought Derek, about that. 19.1 points per game. So Sean's the winner on the impossible challenge there. So again, just so you guys know, the top 10 in points per game in a regular PPR was Eckler, Jefferson, McCaffrey, Chase, Hill, Diggs, Adams, Jacobs, Henry, and then Kelsey. So... There's our impossible trivia for the week. All right, so now we can open the floor. Who's got something they want to put on the table? I do, and I'd just like to say all of those guys were on my team and in my starting lineup every week. That's amazing. <laughs> that means you right, started so like six wideouts. It's a one-team one league. It's a different league at different settings. It's five okay. wideouts and four running backs. That's a crazy league setup. No quarterbacks. A lot of flexes. Okay, here's my question. So this past weekend, the Patriots played at the Packers in preseason game number two. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, 10 minutes and change left in the game, a close game, not that it, that it matters what the score was. Friendly fire, Patriot uh, rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden runs into one of his teammates in the middle of a play, gets knocked out, mm -hmm. knocked mm -hmm. out cold. So it. They bring the stretcher out, they, you know, neck brace, they get him on the stretcher, takes maybe 20 minutes, he leaves the field, and right there they just call the game, that's it, we're done. Mm -hmm. So obviously, this is coming off last season with DeMar Hamlin getting, I mean, getting dead, and then they brought him back on the field. Mm -hmm. I've watched football a long time, I don't remember them canceling a preseason game halfway through, I'm sure it's happened but I don't remember it. So my question for you guys is, is this the new NFL? Are we going to have games during the regular season 
where someone gets injured, seriously injured like this, and they just say, that's it, we're done. I personally think so, and I don't have a lot to add to that. I think that um, I think the DeMar Hamlin injury changed the way that a lot of players and a lot of fans look at injuries that are severe. And I don't think we're going to see it a lot, but I would not be surprised if we see it again this season where there's a game that you're just like, listen, we're going to have to finish this another time kind of thing. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't happen. So, yeah, I do uh, think that that's a fundamental change. I think that we will not see it unless it's a very, very severe injury. Um, I mean, Hamlin uh, was dead <laughs> pretty much. Um, Why is that funny? Uh, it's not funny, but he, um, I think it would take like a guy not responding, uh, even if he is still, his heart's still beating, like if he's not responding still, like unconscious, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It might happen, but if it's just a, a, a thing where he's going off the cart and he ends up giving a thumbs up, it's not going to happen. And like how, you know, uh, in a preseason game, you know, okay, we've had enough. We're, we're just, you know, we don't want any more injuries. But I don't think we're going to see that in in a regular season game unless it's something really severe. Like, you know, again, like someone's getting CPR in the field or if um, – they're unconscious and, and not responding. Okay. Craig. I, yeah, the same, like I've said my feelings about preseason having four games, um, for a while now. So the fact they canceled the preseason game, I think was perfectly fine. I mean, they should do it really for any reason they have. Um, (laughs) but a, a, a full game, like a season game. Yeah. I don't think anything's, there may be a long stoppage of play, but I don't think they're going to stop anything unless, like Sean said, like it's really severe, like the person's not responding. If it's some like Joe Theismann injury and their bone sticking out of their leg, the game might get delayed extra, but I don't think they're going to stop it. Um, so I'd have to, it, again, yeah, I'd have, I think it'd have to be pretty severe again for that to happen. Since you asked the question, what are your thoughts? I would hope, and this might sound insensitive, but I just think of it as I'm old. I would hope that the NFL hasn't gotten soft to the point where, and again, it sounds terrible. I don't necessarily mean it in a bad way, but there have been players paralyzed before and there have been Mm -hmm. players injured severely like that before. And Mm -hmm. I just hope we haven't gotten to the point where now that the ice has been broken where the game was canceled, we'll see that happening more often. And just to update everybody on Isaiah Bolden, he, he had movement in all of his extremities. Mm-hmm. They sent him to the hospital. He was discharged and flew back with the team in the morning. He's in concussion protocol. It sounds like it wasn't that serious of an injury. I mean, it wasn't me, <laughs> but it sounds like it wasn't that serious of an injury <clears throat> after all. But, you know, again, yeah, I mean, who, who cares any... about the preseason? Any injury you have to your neck, like they have to be extra careful with, you know, even if say they he gets hurt and it's like a herniated disc, he's not going to be able to move. If it's severe enough, he's not gonna be able to move his arm. Yeah. So, you know, they have to take extra precautions with the, with that stuff. So, but yeah, I think if, if the guy's conscious, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to, they're going to stop it. So. And, and I know it's not <clears> a real <throat> comparison, 
but I think about how the popularity of NASCAR was skyrocketing in the early 90s. And then Dale mm-hmm. Earnhardt jo- Dale Earnhardt died on the track. Yep. And it's crazy as hit the, the car accident he died in. If you watch it, it doesn't look that severe compared to other like NASCAR crashes you could watch where the car mm-hmm. like pretty much explodes and there's parts everywhere and it's just a a roll cage. <laughs> you know, and like I, his his car was barely touched, you know. I apologize. He died on two in February 10th, 2001. Eh, so close enough to the 90s, but still, yeah. I I worry that if NFL is not careful, they'll go the same route. And it's not the same thing. I get that. It's a kind of very loose comparison. No one wants to see anybody die on the field. No one here is suggesting that. But I also just think that the NFL has seen other sports gain popularity and lose it quickly because of one thing. And they don't want their one thing to be someone dying on the field. That's that. That's I mean, think about. It. Remember when NHL was like on the rise and they had a, a strike, they had to cancel a season, and nobody talked about NHL for like weeks, for like a year or two. Like nobody cared about about freaking hockey again after it was mm-hmm. getting its best best uh, best numbers. Earnhardt with NASCAR. I barely hear about NASCAR anymore unless I'm watching Fox. Wait, the so, hockey strike is over? Oh yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Probably so. So great question. Great question, Cinch. Who who else has got something to toss out there? I uh, mine really, and this clearly is not as as uh, pressing, but it was announced today that Trey Lance is the third quarterback in San Francisco. I uh, you think he's I I think Wait, personally what? he's he's done Wait, in they, San they Francisco. Darnold. Darnold yeah. is the official number two behind Purdy. No, he's he's actually number four behind McCaffrey. I yeah. guess technically. <laughs> did, did they have I think it's time out in front of the stadium with a sign around his neck that says "Make an offer." <laughs> I, they might be. I think he's done. Does any like? Do you think he's gonna? Where do you think he would go? The you know. Oh, if we learned anything the, about when Darnold fell from getting <laughs> anywhere as possible, I mean, like the Bears, maybe. I don't know. I, no. See, the Bears the might need a quarterback is, soon. So <laughs> I think that he is probably done in San Francisco. Mm. Um. I think that he could still maybe have a career in NFL. I think there it he... is. <laughs> Hi, Scarlett. <laughs> I think Sorry. he needs to go to a place where they have an established quarterback that's going to be there for a few more years to kind of mentor him. I think that's what he needs if he's going to end up being any kind of a quarterback. Oh, like, mean... the, like the Vikings, maybe. Well, yeah, you know, um, yeah, Vikings could be Vikings can very well be it, you know. But thinking of the lines of kind of like a, um, you know, what Green Bay has done the last couple of times, you know, molding Aaron Rodgers now, molding Jordan Love, you know, mm. but, uh, you know, something like that. If that can happen to him, maybe he can have a career still. Cousins is thirty-five, and I think he's entering the last year of his deal. I could be wrong on that bit, but he, well, I mean, I know he's 35 because I just looked it up, but he might, I think he might be entering the last year of his deal. And I, for some reason, I, what's that? You are correct. So this would be a good time to do exactly what Sean is saying. Go make a trade for him. Um, Hold on. Hold on. I got to jump in. You've got the best receiver in the league. 
mm-hmm. and you want to make a deal to trade for a guy that is the third string behind Darnold, you could pick up a free agent quarterback who isn't going to be much different than Lance. San Francisco traded so much to get to Lance, mm-hmm. and now he can't beat out <laughs> Darnold, who is on his third team. Lance is a nothing. He's a nothing. He's worse than Baker Mayfield. Wow. You heard it here, folks. What if he's so good and they put so much into trading what two, three first round picks? Uh, to move up three, and get him? three first round picks. Well, if he's so good, he would at least be the backup. He was so bad what they had seen before this preseason that they had to go out and bring someone else in just oh, in I case agree. Purdy wasn't ready to play. Oh, I agree. I'm not giving any kind of capital for him. No, I mean, and, and I think that's what San Francisco is trying to do. This is hanging a sign around his neck. This is a for sale sign. And uh, I at think this point, with, with saying this, they, they might even cut him. I mean, I've actually heard that, that, that if they can't, couldn't find somebody, uh, they could probably even just cut him. Because, and and we've know. seen this before. Remember, Aaron Rodgers spent a year or two behind Favre. Mahomes spent a year behind Smith. If you want to groom somebody, having them in that backup role for a year is not a bad idea. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that mm-hmm. Minnesota goes out and grabs him to back up this year because they don't want to consider re-signing Cousins next year. And if Sean is correct and the other option is, is putting him out by the curb with a free sign next to an old couch, then trading him for anything is valuable. I mean, Sitch is right. They gave up a ton. But if they've truly given up on him, they might be willing to just take whatever they can get. And putting him third on the depth chart is a pretty easy way to tell the league we're desperate. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Cinch, would you want him on the Patriots? No, I wouldn't give up anything for him. Who, who would you rather have? Mike White, Gardner Minshew, or Trey Lance? Well, okay, Trey you Lance can't, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot put the stash in yeah. this in this list <laughs> yeah you might as well you might as well put blake bortles on the list then <laughs> i'm just saying trey lance is nothing but a name that's all he is is name recognition when we get right down to it what are we besides our name that's right we are our okay. legacies our legacies are our name look mm-hmm. at any statue what's inscribed upon it your name Okay, I, I just got possessed by an <laughs> ASMR podcast there for a minute. All right, I'm back. Nice. So, I'm back. I, so here's I, you're, my... you're both right. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, no, are, are, are we moving on? I don't know if we're moving on. If we're no, moving this is on... the easy episode. I'm not going to punish you guys and crack the whip tonight. Go ahead. Talk about it. Uh, no, we no, are was... like the 49ers. We have moved on. on. Go ahead, Sean. All right. So... The, you know, the segment's called a little bit of hot takes, and I, I we've had you know kind of four of them together. We haven't we've done you know trivia and stuff like that, but we haven't had really hot takes. I well, we're gonna know. get there. Okay, uh, well, okay. Can I say mine and see if it flows into it? You want you want to go you want to go there first because I'm I'm up after you, and you by all means you can feed into me. Uh, I'm just saying, who is the one guy in fantasy? that is going somewhere and you're just like you know i just think he's gonna have a not that that you're gonna draft him high because you know because you have this feeling that you're gonna way overvalue it but who's the guy that you think hey you know what 
he could really outperform what he's being valued as right now. Oh, there's two guys on my name. Just two so, guys on my lips right away. Somebody else go. So, okay. So I'll go first since, you know, just to give you an idea. Calvin Ridley. I know he's actually going up on boards a bit. I think he can be a top 12 receiver this year, a number one. And if you can get him at the value that he's going at, eh, you know, I, I, some leagues I might take a chance of that. Okay. All right, so let me jump in. There's two names that come to my mind right away, and one of them is going to instantly be like, you know, Britt, you've been listening too much to the goddamn guru. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. The first one's Rashad White. Mm-hmm. Rashad, so, so Rashad White... He's got the he's got the twelfth best strength of schedule of any running back. So if you go base just solely off strength of schedule, he's an RB one. Okay, but we all know that's not how it works. His ADP is sixty three. That means he's going in the fifth round in twelve team leagues. In sleeper leagues right now, he's going seventy third. Are you telling me as bad as the Bucks are probably going to be? that their best running back is not in the top 70 picks. I think he's going to be better than that. Is he going to be great? No, but if he's sitting there in the fourth or fifth round, I might snatch him up. If he's sitting there in the sixth or seventh, I'm probably taking him. The other guy is Kenny Gainwell. Everything I'm hearing out of camp is that Kenny Gainwell is a huge part of this. Now it's Philadelphia. They're all sitting around a, a big old keg going, I told the media today that Kenny Gainwell's going to get 60% of the snap share. Can you believe it? He's going to bow beat Penny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but those are the two guys I'm looking at. Craig and Cinch, anybody you think is going too low for how they're going to perform? Go ahead, hmm. Craig. Yeah, let's go Craig first. Who is, who's being drafted too low? Too low? You know, for... For me, and I guess I know I'm going to sound biased with this, but I think now that the the off the off field situation mm-hmm. has been settled and he has a healthy offensive line, I there think it's time to get back now. on the train. That's just me, oh. just saying exactly what Sean said. Uh, no I think mixing. he he doesn't have to worry about a contract. He accepted like a lower, you know, a lower uh, contract price. His off-field, his off-field stuff is settled. So I think if his offensive line stays healthy, I think Joe Mixon can have a season that you know we've all expected for some time now. Joe Mixon was number 16, by the way, on that trivia question. It was one of the few names in the top 20 you guys did not guess. He was number 16 in points per game. Mm. So, Cinch, Wait, who's I, being drafted too low? I thought you said in that game, not quarterbacks. Oh, Mixon. <laughs> I'm all right. Well, uh, okay. Oh, you know, Joe. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look up <laughs> who my answer is while you guys are talking. I got distracted. Um, you need more time. Or... I need 30 <laughs> seconds. All right. My <laughs> other one, I think James Cook. I think James Cook. Oh, that's a good one. Is You mean James uh, Dalvin Cook? Not I to mean, be confused with his brother, Dalvin James Cook? As, I mean, he's going as 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 a maybe a flex. Hold I'm on. Try, I'm trying to... Uh, his ADP, according to fantasy, fantasy pros right now, is 73. 73. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's RB3 flex territory. Yeah, hey, I mean, he, I, I, I would not mind him as my flex at all. I think that it can be, you know, 
it's one of those high upside guys that, that, that if everything goes right, he can, and I don't think the floor is too much lower than that. The floor is not too much lower than flex. So but really quick before we throw a good number two. So really quick before we throw it to cinch, the reason why I think people are down on him, they are playing the 30th easiest schedule. So there's the third hardest schedule of all teams against running backs. Mm-hmm. That's really why. And that's, that's the thing. So for based on movement and everything, I'm, I'm using fantasy pros for this, by the way, I love fantasy pro site, fantasy pros and a guru just subscribe. I don't get anything from it. Love them both. They have them as the third hardest schedule for running backs. I think Sean's absolutely right, but that does make me take a step back and go, hey, uh. the Cinch. only thing I can say is that, yeah, I mean, they do have Damian Harris, or not Damian Harris. Is it Damian Harris? Yeah. Yes. Harris there for the actually the actual running, maybe, part of it. But I think James Cook is going to actually have a, a, a part of that okay. uh, share. But he's going to be out there for most of the pass catching part. And I don't, that's mm. not going to affect, that's not, that's not included in that. I don't think in that running back, um, you know, rushing stat for defenses. So, okay. all right, good, good call. Cinch, who do you have on your guy who's being drafted too low? All right. So here's my guy. If you could look up his ADP, because I, I couldn't find it. Jalen Warren. Hmm. He's the backup running back on the Steelers, and I think he's better than Hines. I think Hines is one of these guys that in two years, he's out of the league. Huh? So that's a hot take. That's, well, that's, you know. Jalen Warren is just a poor man's Benny Snell. Ah, no. Remember Benny Snell? Benny Snell's selling newspapers on the corner while Warren's playing on Sunday. How no. dare you? I ran into Benny Snell no, the other day in the Home Depot. He is doing just fine. <laughs> and you probably tackled him, and that's why he's not in the league. No, he sold me a hammer, thank you. No, Snell is in the league. I think he is definitely on a team right now. He's Maybe. on a team. Oh, cut down or coming. Uh, so Jalen Warren's right now, his ADP is number 139. That puts him in the 11th round of a 12-teamer. So that's that is a... Oh, he's on... Benny Snell's on the Lions right now. There you go. Oh, he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. What <laughs> I agree with Cinch is that he's definitely a high-priority um, handcuff. If you have Najee, Najee, you definitely need to draft Warren. Definitely. That's not a bad call. It's not a bad call. Excellent choices, gentlemen. You know what else is an excellent choice? Opening another beer. Woohoo! Right here. You know what I'm opening what you, right now? What are you opening? I'm going to tell you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I am opening the best pumpkin beer ever made by human hands. <laughs> this is Rosemary's Baby. I just opened the same thing. Jesus Christ, are you inside my house? <laughs> You've copied exactly the two beers I had. I know. He looks at his wife and goes, you know what Britt's going to bring to the podcast tonight? Because I do. <laughs> That's right. Steal his fucking thunder. <clears throat> Okay, I got a quick one to toss out to you guys. I want because I want to get more from you guys. So I just want a quick hit on on this one. Jonathan Taylor gets oh. permission to go looking for a trade. Under fifteen seconds. You hear that, Sean? Under fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Does Jonathan Taylor land with the Dolphins? Cinch. No. Craig. No. Dawn. 
No, because no one wants to pay a running back. Okay. All right. That was that was my second quick hit. I've got more <laughs> stuff here, but I would like to open up to the floor. Is anybody else? Sench, do you have another topic you'd like to bring to the floor tonight? Uh, not really. I, I'm, I, I have been dedicating my thoughts to that question I asked about the uh, Isaiah Bolden injury and canceling the game. I've been given that a lot of thought, so that's that's all I had. That's fair. Craig, do you have anything else you'd like to bring to the table tonight? Uh, for me, this is a really could be a really quick answer from everyone. Who is the running back that you feel if you draft it, you would have to handcuff them to their backup? Isaiah Pacheco next. <laughs> Who is his backup? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> oh. I don't know. To me, and this could be completely wrong because the Chiefs are like the number one offense. To me, I don't necessarily want to have either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like if the two of them combined together into one guy that was going to play all three downs, I definitely want that guy. But I just don't see too much out of either one of them. I agree. The injury history for both is a little eh. Sean, uh, Sean who, who is, who's a running back you have to handcuff? All of them. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. I mean, there's something okay. you're not going to get. If you do Aaron Jones, you're probably not going to get A.G. Dillon because you have to give up too much capital. You know, I mean, but like a Najee, uh, or Warren, you can get later on. Um, uh, uh, Mixon, you can get Chase Brown or Chase Brown? I can't remember. Yes. You can yep. get him later on. It's kind of easier to get those handcuffs. So it all depends. You know, I mean, if it's easy to get it later in the round and later in the, in the draft, I would definitely do it. So just to, to go really quick, really quick back to my point before we throw it to Craig for the same answer. The Chiefs running back situation this year is the most unsettled it's been since the year 2000. Because in 2001, Priest Holmes came to town. And when he left, Jamal Charles was there. And when Jamal Charles left, Kareem Hunt was there. I'm sorry, no, Larry Johnson. Forgot about Larry Johnson in the mix there. Mm. Then there was Kareem Hunt. And then they drafted Hilaire. And ever since, it's been kind of like, Lord, please don't let anyone get hurt. Because I don't even know the name of our other running backs. So, yeah, I think I think this is a, it, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs backfield is either hit or miss. Craig, who's a guy you got to hit? So for me, it would either be, it'd either be Dobbins, like, and again, everyone's going to say I don't like the Ravens, but I've yeah, been a huge like Dobbins. I've been a huge Dobbins fan since he was he in has. college, and he's made of tinfoil. So <laughs> I wish him well. I hope he has a great year, but he, yeah. He uh, so it's either Dobbins or or Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook's shoulder is also made of tinfoil. So that's 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 generous right there. Tinfoil. <laughs> I might be more like paper mache, but mm. Mm. Cinch, anyone you're handcuffing? I've got a team that's kind of the opposite of a handcuff because the handcuff is, hey, Cook's going to get hurt. I got to have Alexander Madison. Well, what I'm talking about, I've got three guys, all running backs on the same team that I think will all be rostered by someone in your league. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons. You got B. John Robinson, Mm -hmm. Tyler Algier, and Mm. Corderell Patterson. Mm. Interesting. Not necessarily a, a question. It's just kind of a <laughs> statement because they're they're all going to be on someone's team. 
See, I'm not sure about the Tyler Algier thing. Nah, I'm not sure about Cordell. When I was talking to Benny Snell the other day, and I was talking about a power drill, he told me to go see Tyler, and I, I thought that was Tyler Algier. So, okay, yeah. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> I know Cordero Patterson's always going to have value. Cordero Patterson is a great best ball pick. He's going to go off one week every year. Good luck figuring out what week it is. And then PPR. He's good for targets and a PPR because he was a wide receiver. Right. He's essentially a wide receiver that runs up at running back. So, all right. Who didn't get a second? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you know who the backup quarterback is in Atlanta? Desmond Ritter is the starter. Do you remember who the backup is? Is it it Sean? Isn't it Mariota? No. I'm looking at Sean is not the second or third backup. Wow. That's (laughs) disappointing because I think he's better than Darnold. I think Who he's a guy everyone will like, and I think he's a guy that's better than Trey Lance. Tyler Heineke. I wouldn't put him above Trey Lance, but yes, I do like him. <laughs> he's done more in the NFL than Lance has. That's true. Well, that, true. If, if getting injured is a thing, then Trey Lance has a better has a leg up on Tyler Heineke. <laughs> you Just got saying. me there. <laughs> Just saying. That's, if that's a stat, then that's, that's something to consider. All right, who didn't get a second question? that everybody i think, I think so. so i think so okay great because that leads right <clears throat> into final thoughts so really? let's yeah it's, oh, we're 40 man. we're 43 minutes in baby ah we did you have something else to bring strategy. up sean don't call him baby <laughs> strategy this session. <laughs> well yeah we didn't really talk draft. you know what you can use that for your final thought so sean give us your draft strategy as your final thought or whatever final thought you had prepared i don't care Oh my God! For what, what kind of league? Oh my God! No. Um, you you have ninety seconds. Go. Oh my God! You know every year is different. Um, you have to you have to take um, count of everything that's going on. Get to know it this year. Um, Thirty seconds. I think we just lost Cinch, but um, I think so. You have to, you have to um, this year. Wide receivers, you can get value with running backs, which is rare. Um, later on, uh, <laughs> but wide receivers early. Uh, actually, one of those top eight QBs, don't be afraid to go kind of after them a little earlier this year. Uh, you can still do very good with your with your build if you go uh, wide receiver and the and your quarterback a little earlier this year. He's over by about five seconds. Best one. Craig, your final thought. Uh, my final thought is, you know, if you know, people say they reach too early for someone, but if there's someone that you really, really want on your team, then mm. just then just draft them, you know? Enjoy I mean, the mocking of your compatriots. You could, but hey, if that's who you want, and then you could screw everyone up and draft a quarterback with your first pick, and that'll just screw everyone up. Unless it's, um, and, unless it's a super flex and then just really quick i just want everyone to be aware uh there there was an update to when the uh beta for call of for call of duty modern warfare was going to be out um so if you're thinking about drafting kyler murray just so you know between october 6th and october 16th is when the betas uh happen and november 10th is when the game comes out so I just want you to be God. aware of that Craig has a whiteboard in his basement with pieces of cloth that run between pictures of Kyler Murray and Activision Blizzard. 
Look up, hey, look up his stat. Look up his stats from when okay, Call of Duty comes out. Hole. Oh, I'll Thank I'll you. find them. I will send Thank them you to you. Goddamn it! Hole and go in the other room, sir. <laughs> oh my god. Sinch, you got a final thought for us? Are you back? I do. I have a final thought. So right now you're listening to this, and you're probably a week, maybe two weeks away from your draft. And you know how it is on draft night. You get together with your friends. You have beer. You have pizza. I'm here to tell you I've been through a lot of drafts. Mm. You can't just walk in and say, I'm going to have seven beers, and I'm going to draft this team, and I'm going to be fine. You've got to work yourself up to that. So right now as you're listening, you need to start having beer. So you're going to have one or two beers today and Tolerance. one or two beers tomorrow. And then the next day, you're going to kick that up to four or five beers. And then the next day, four or five beers. You can't just go into it blind and drink like a crazy person and be passed out on the floor mumbling <laughs> who you want as your fourth running back. Oh, it worked for me two years ago. <laughs> That's my final <laughs> thought. you got to work your way up to it. All right, so I'm going to pass on my well, my final thought, basically, is I hope everybody has a great draft. The season's upon us. We're going to be off next week to recuperate um, and get ready for the season and start plotting our DFS numbers. So uh, we will see you in two weeks for that. I, I'm with Cinch and all these other guys. Enjoy your draft. For some folks, this is the only time of year you get to see these folks. So go out there. Enjoy it. It is something to be enjoyed and maximized, not something to stress over. Preparation is key, but don't stress. Go enjoy the experience. Now, before we sign off, there is one other piece of breaking news today that I want to bring to the podcasters that I don't know that Cinch will fully appreciate, but everyone else will. And that is on today, which is August 23rd, 2023, a wrestling legend passed. Terry Funk died today. And if you remember the old NWA or WCW, he was a guy who was the before Mick Foley was the hardcore legend. Terry Funk was kind of a hardcore legend. Yep. And he had an amazing, amazing ongoing year long feud with Ric Flair. So I want to yep. toss to the other guys first. Craig, give me a Terry Funk moment or something that remind you think of when I say um... Terry Funk. The first thing I think of is that um, the tech was it the Texas Strap match. Oh, with him and Flair for the retirement. It, it might it might have been he did it a few times where like you know they yeah. actually have like a leather strap tied to each like they're tied to each other. Oh, he uses a whip. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, <Sounds gay>. that's. <laughs> well, whatever gets you off, man. I'm not judging here. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with it. I was just. Oh um, God, yeah, you're right. Continue. I forgot about the Texas straps. Yep. Sean, what do you remember about Terry Funk? Uh, to tell you the truth, not much. Uh, I was a, yeah, I was a big WCW guy, and uh, but uh, I appreciate wrestling. And they had the um, oh god, I can't remember what the name of the league is now. The draft on uh, Sirius XM uh, with Michael Fabiano. They they had their their wrestling with all Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer and. Uh, it was Kirk the League of Extraordinary oh, Gentlemen. Oh my God! It's, it was it was funny to listen to Mickey James. Oh, uh, nice. She was on there too, drafting. It was a super flex league. Um, it was fun to listen to, and uh, you know, 
and that's what it is all about. It's about having fun. So, it, it, how does it have? Was Terry Funk on that? I'm not. I'm not seeing the tie-in. Wasn't. I don't know. So Sean just yeah, went to a wrestling general direction. That's fine. Well, my favorite Terry Funk memory of all time will be. I think it was one of the Starcades. Which, if you don't, if you're not old like me. Starcade. Wait, was that when they, when they, is that when they had the ring, like two rings next to each other? That was War Games. Oh, okay. Starcade <laughs> was their once a year pay per view for free, where they would do WCW and NWA, which became WCW, would do a pay per view level card, but on TBS. And one of the years. Their big main event was Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in an I Quit match where the loser had to retire. <laughs> and these were the two biggest names in WCW at the time. And I remember being glued to my chair for over an hour as these two guys wrestled because I'm sitting there. And again, I knew I, I know it's all predetermined, all that shit. But I was sitting there, sitting there watching it going, they can't afford to lose either of these guys. How the hell is this going to end? And in the end, it ended with one of my favorite moments, which was Ric Flair put Terry Funk into a a figure four at leg lock. And they missed a bleep because at one point you clearly heard Ric Flair say, I will break your fucking leg. (laughs) And at that point, Terry Funk tapped out and he left WCW at that point. And I went, holy crap, that's actually pretty huge. Fantastic match. To the point that Craig will remember, back in 2015, we met Ric Flair at a luncheon. Damn right. And I asked Ric Flair point blank, who was your favorite person to work with? Because he worked with Terry Funk a ton. And Ric Flair shocked me and said, Ricky Steamboat. (laughs) The dragon. The dragon. That's right. He's still around, you know. (laughs) He said to him, because I was, he said, he said, he put air quotes, because I was married to him. For so long. And my first thought was like, yeah, you guys had some big rivalries. I was shocked he didn't say Terry Funk. No, I think you're missing the fact that they were actually married. They might have been. (laughs) It might have been. I mean, he... With baby oil and hugs for a half hour at a time. He said that he had several stories that he could not tell in mixed company, so... His exact (laughs) statement to Craig's point, because Craig looked at me, because I was working for the people who organized that, that appearance... And it was just how Craig and I got in. Um, Craig looked at me and went, you got to cut his mic. Cut his mic. It's going south. Cut his mic. I think his exact words were, there's a lot of stories I can't tell, like about those times we were in Asia and things about whorehouses. <laughs> and I just, I've never seen Craig look more shocked than I did in that moment. <laughs> and I've known Craig 30 years. It's a good time. So, it's a good time. You know what else is a good time? Leaving us a review. Wherever you found us, we would appreciate your reviews. So go on whatever podcast directory you found us, because we have so many at this point, I have lost track. And leave us a review. It really helps out the podcast. We also love to hear from you. The easiest way is to reach us an email. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We're also available on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, at fignutsdfs. We're on threads. At Fignuts DFS. I'm actually looking at threads. I'm like the only person on earth to look at threads. <laughs> um, and you always can look at us on uh, Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Gentlemen, this is the end of our pre-draft coverage. 
we have now done six episodes of rankings, reviews, and general roundtables. I want to thank our contributors, Cinch and Sean, for their dedication to getting this done. You're welcome. Yeah, this yeah. is the part where you say you're welcome. You it's know. a fun time. <laughs> it's 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 hurting cats, guys. Last week, I don't want to hurt cats. No, you don't. Heard, no, heard. you don't. I've done. I I've done you. that. I don't want to hurt any cats. Get it? No, you he don't. Heard me. I, I, I've done that. It's not fun. Oh yeah, Craig cr- chases cats, cats on a regular basis. Yeah, I have regular to. Basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, he's got a cat that's an outdoor ninja. I swear to God, there's been times they sent me over there to take care of that cat, and that cat is nowhere to be found. And I open the front door, and it's right behind me. I'm like, did you just teleport here? Are you freaking Nightcrawler? <laughs> Probably. Probably. She might be. I don't know. I don't know if she does in her spare time. But we really appreciate your guys' contributions. We will be off next week because, frankly, I need a week off. And then we'll be back next, the Wednesday after, September 6th. We'll be recording and releasing the morning of September 7th because that's the season kickoff, kids. Chiefs, Lions. Crazy. Chiefs, Lions, really? Hmm. Yeah, you know, the Lions are not a good opening weak game for the Chiefs. I'm just saying. So really 10 seconds going around the horn. Who wins that game and what's the final score? Cinch. Oh, please. They're not playing. The oh, please are off, are off till Sunday. Who wins? The Chiefs are going to win. It's not going to be close. It'll be 37-24 or something. Okay. Craig. <clears throat> um, I think Cinch just Jinx the Chiefs and the Lions are going to win um, twenty-eight to fourteen. Sean, if, if if I have that power, look out, Bengals! I'm coming I, for I you think next. We'll definitely win. I think it'll be closer than what people think. Um, I will say twenty-eight to twenty-four. Wrong. The correct answer <laughs> is the Detroit Lions will win the opener thirty-eight to twenty-four. <laughs> you just don't want to jinx your team. Hey, listen, these these opening week games, everybody remember like four or five years ago when the Chiefs were a nothing burger with a new quarterback and they went into Foxborough and won a game in the second half? They, they um, were a nothing team that were in the playoffs the year before and had won, I think, the division the year before. They weren't yeah, nothing. The division's bad. The division's so bad. Okay, but the Lions couldn't win their division and their division isn't good either. Oh, I think their division. I think the NFC North is one of the strongest divisions of football right now. <laughs> the, it, the I Bears, think. I think the Bears. I think Britt made the Brit made the uh, AFC North. I think. Um. No, <laughs> NFC North. NFC uh, AFC North is strong too, but the Vikings are a contender are, team. The Bears are on the, a team on the way up. I'm not convinced that the Packers are a team on the way down yet. And that leaves the, the Lions, I think, are absolutely a playoff contender. I think the NFC North could send two, maybe three teams to the playoffs this year. There, you heard it here, folks. Because the NFC is really hot bad and the take. NFC North is good. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. All right. Before the beer gives me any more interesting hot takes like Sam Howell for MVP, I'll thank everybody for appearing. And we will be back in two weeks. Until we speak again, my name is Britt. I'm, I'm Craig. Sean. <laughs> and I am Cinch. We covered this. We're supposed to go we in did. order, reverse order of how we do intros. So let's, let's try that again. Sure. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. I'm Sean. I'm lost. I, I don't know where I... 
the best part. We're the Football <laughs> Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and hello, oh, Deb. Oh, it's like Sean oh. asked if he was really Sean. <laughs> Wait, what? Didn't we, didn't we go Craig and then me? Craig was laughing.